I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? No, that's the title of the episode. Yes. I think our, I think our engineer is freaking out. <laughs> uh, hey, guys. Welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. We, we are talking about the episode... Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Which led me to really stupid jokes to open up this episode. Okay. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. We've got Adrian Snow here tonight. Hello. And we've Hello. got Rachel Goodman right next to her. Hey, everybody. So we've got a, we've got an episode to talk about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever say, "Can you hear me?" Doesn't she say, "Can you see me?" Just you know, I didn't notice if they said it or not. Uh, I just watched it when it aired. I didn't know the name of the episode until it was done, Mm -hmm. Um, so I wasn't paying attention for it. But I'm also not 100 percent sure. Can you hear me? Is the clearest title for this episode? No, pretty sure she said, "Can you see me?" But yeah, yeah, and not, "Can you hear me?" It was more about sight than hearing. I agree, especially with the psychic vision Mm -hmm. stuff. So. All right, well, let's just, right off the bat, reactions. What do you guys think? I think if I were tripping on acid, I would have really liked this episode. (laughs) I just had that thought as as I was watching it, because there were some points where I would look down, and I'd look up, and I'd be like, what just happened? Like, what is going on right now? I missed something. But I really didn't miss anything. It just wasn't the best structured episode, in my opinion. I appreciated some of the moments we had that we... I feel like we really got to dive in deeper with the characters, so I appreciated that. Um, And I also appreciated the sense of... I I feel like maybe some of the crew is starting to think that they don't want to be on this journey anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's weird. It's weird to have companions that are like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, uh, I get so one thing I'll say that's po- that I really liked about this episode is we finally are getting some more character development for our companions a little bit. And yes, yeah. it's not a ton, and we should have we're seven episodes into the season, and I wish we'd had a lot more. But yeah. at least we're getting some. Mm-hmm. Um, which, considering there's three companions, you'd think we've gotten somebody's arcs more this season, but we haven't gotten really anybody. None of them have had much to do. Not really. But they all had a little bit here. Yeah, because it was a home episode, which I think kind of sucks. Like, if the only time they have something to do is when they're doing a home episode, then that's not the best storytelling. Like, they should still be developing even when they're on adventures, and I don't ever get the sense that they are. The adventures should drive their stories mm-hmm. it, or the doctors or ideally both but but the last few episodes haven't really driven with the exception of the the uh, the fugitive of the Jadoon yeah, obviously yeah. drove the doctor's story forward a, yeah. a big way they haven't really done much to drive anybody's story they've just been very contained yeah um but in this, so we do get a little bit. We we got Ryan uh, deal, dealing with his friend Tiva, Yaz with her her sister, and we got some we got some flashbacks to young Yaz. Yeah, yeah. Th- three years prior. Three years prior, mm-hmm. but like she's getting bullied. So like, was that her in high school? Uh, I think it was. How old is Yaz? <laughs> I thought Yaz was at least edging on thirty, but 
I guess not. I'm really bad with telling someone's age, like, mm. when I look at someone. But I had guessed that she was mid to late 20s. Yeah. So if we were seeing her three years ago, but she was supposed to be in high school. So now I'm thinking, okay, so yeah. what is she, 20? But she and Ryan also went to school together, so they're supposed to be the same age? Yeah. Um, I'm Yeah, I'm a little confused. Like, I guess you can get bullied in college. Like, people get bullied in college. But you don't really, like, run away when you're in college. I just, somebody didn't check their character Bible is what I'm thinking. Because it's like, you just, like, how old are these characters supposed to be? And that speaks to underdeveloped characters. We have no idea how old they are. We have no idea where they were in life when... When we meet them, really, we have like a brief idea, but not truly like an estimate of what they were doing. We so. know that Yaz was a police officer in mm-hmm. the in training, yeah. where she's not. She's basically a traffic cop because she hasn't earned the right to do anything bigger yeah. yet, and she's been working with that. She put it off in Spyfall at the top of the season, yeah. but she just sort of like left it behind Mm -hmm. and we don't know how hard she worked for that what really like I think this was them showing us like why she became a cop Mm -hmm. Um, so that was interesting we got like a little bit more there but I would have liked to see more dealing with what caused her to feel this way because what we what we saw in this was I love the idea like the ideas behind this episode because I like I would love to see more stuff that tackles mental illness through just storytelling. Yeah. And through sci-fi nonsense well, and some ridiculousness. And not just I mean mental illness but also grief too. Mm-hmm. Um like with Graham's storyline and with Grace and just everything he was going through and and so also too somebody you know he's had cancer and now that fear that it's going to come back um, I, I think a lot of people could relate to that, even if they haven't had cancer, mm-hmm. because cancer is such a prevalent disease. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, that, I mean, that right there just made me connect with him so much more yeah. than I ever have before. I think the last 10 minutes where, or 15 minutes where they decided to go over the hour, I was like, you know, you could have just made that the whole episode. If the, if, if the big bad or the you know, monster of the week was tied to people suffering with depression or... Or, or that type of fear versus, like, your nightmares, that would have been something that would have pulled me in. Just having it be kind of this vague thing, character, and then he's attacking nightmares, but is he attacking nightmares, or he's feeding nightmares? Like, it was so... I was like, what is going on? And this has been my biggest problem with Chibnall, is that sometimes he leans too hard into thinking that we're here for the mystery. And it's like, no, sometimes you can just tell me a story. And and put it on, layer it into, you know, this undercurrent of it being about depression and, and yeah. your fears of, of just living. And I'll be here for it, but that's not what he did. We can see the characters come to a realization that we as the audience are already aware of, and it can mm-hmm. still be a great journey. Yeah. Um, even if we know what they're about to find out. Yeah. Um, and yes, like, the idea of manifesting your depression in some sort of physical form mm-hmm. is that's crazy. Yeah, that's cool. Like, it and looks, that would have been real cool to see. As somebody who has like dealt with depression at especially like different spikes in my life mm-hmm. and like anxiety in a lot of ways, like it's it can be a monster that can take. Yeah. It can be a giant gorilla. What what was depression that? Depression kitty. Like what, de, de, like a gorilla cat 
depression like a, kitty. Was that what it was? He's depression kitty? Uh, are you talking about uh, the, the animated show on Netflix? No, I'm talking about the monster in this episode. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the Chagaska. Sure. Chica- yeah, Chagaska. He's like a gorilla like. It looks like a werewolf kind of thing. I'm yeah, a wolf, wolf gorilla. Uh, I think that that is one aspect of this episode I appreciated because like you, um, like I've also gone through my own like depression, mm-hmm. and especially anxiety. And so to to get the main character to hear conquering her fears and like showing that, you know, even though we didn't directly see her, you know, we didn't directly see her, you know, actually battling mental health, but to get the sense that she conquered her fears and conquered what she was going through Mm -hmm. and was able to control the demon inside of her, not literally inside of her, but the demon in her dreams that she created. I loved that analogy. But that's the thing. I kind of wish that monster had been something that she created from her own internal it problems. It seems like it was a and it, PTSD type of manifestation, but they didn't really give us too much information on her, so that's me like kind of reaching to even get to that conclusion. That there, she was like attacked by either a, a dog at a young age well, or... Well, she said her family was murdered when she was like seven, and mm. they took her into the, the that hospital, or Aleppo, basically, that she kind of escaped some type Got of... Got it. And so, and some of it was very exposition-y. Like, the only reason why I really drew that conclusion is because I think it was the doctor who said, the doctor or Yaz who said, oh, she literally fought her demons. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like they spelled it out for you. But I do like the idea of it, and I think that it was kind of a nice way, a nice little twist at the end so that they could actually beat, um, I think his name was Yellen. Zelen. Zelen, sorry, with a Z. Yeah. Zelen. Zelen and Zira? Maybe. Zara? I didn't catch her name. I think it, I wrote down Zara. Okay. Don't know if that's right, but I wrote it down. It, um, did, it did seem like um, they were. We kind of. I knew pretty early on that she was controlling the monster, even if even if it wasn't. You know, even if she didn't realize it, just by the way that she was still alive and that she understood what the monster was. But then, and that was also kind of confusing because they introduced this whole monster. And then, oh, like, it's a red herring, and there's this whole other thing, and this guy's fingers are flying through the air. I was like, this is a little too confusing. And then some black woman's appearing in Graham's head, and it's like, looks psychedelic. I was like, this is too confusing! (laughs) Like, wait a second, like, restructure the way you're telling this story so that I can understand what I'm supposed to be focusing on. They de- I, okay, so I I think that it would have been stronger if they focused on the psychic vision element because mm-hmm. that is where they kind of had us. They they what I thought at the top of the episode when Tahira even said like before we saw any of the characters dreaming, mm-hmm. Tahira said they show up when you dream, mm-hmm. and she didn't mean it the same way that we later find out the others are being controlled, mm-hmm. like ta- their nightmares are being taken from them. Mm-hmm. She meant it in a different way, mm-hmm. but. What I, how I sort of took this is that um, it was, you know, foreshadowing of what was to come, and I, I appreciated that, but I think it would have been stronger if they had linked it a little bit more with the psychic visions and kind of, like, how Graham was seeing certain things ahead of, mm-hmm. of when he actually saw it. Mm-hmm. It would have been a little more interesting if they kind of cleared that up and um, just kind of focused there instead of um, it almost felt like they were going, like, Age of S.H.I.E.L.D. style and people are going to be pulled into mm-hmm. a different world. And I was waiting for them to do that, where mm-hmm. the Doctor was going to wake up and realize she was not where she thought she was. Yeah. It just, you know, 
It's just the structure. The structure for me of the story overall was just kind of like... It was a little all over the place. And, like, there were, like, good pieces and they were, like, there were interesting things that they were doing. This is the first time, at least that I can remember, that Doctor Who has done an animated sequence in an episode like this. Animated? They did the... Well, they did the the story of the... Zera and Zelen. Oh, right, right, right. Um, right. As a... a, voiceover animated kind of like tale. shadow puppets almost yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um and that was interesting it yeah. was like like their story was cool i mean i've seen like that idea of of immortal beings yeah this uh, happens all the time on the magicians yeah <laughs> does it yeah that's pretty much all we talk <laughs> oh, about oh man i'm way behind on the magicians um but i've seen i mean you've seen that idea of like gods coming in but that's also like a really interesting to have gods come into our universe and be messing with stuff? Um, I thought they were going to just be a variation of the Time Lords. That's what I thought they were going to lean into. Uh, they were kind of hinting about it, and then the, then at the end, Zaren, or Zelen was like, oh, the, the beast I created is like calling me through time, and I was like, are you trying to do that? Because <laughs> that would be cool, too. I'm wondering if we are teasing. Because there is something that has been consistent throughout this season, and that's the threat from outside of our universe. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who usually keeps things contained to our universe. It's mm-hmm. just from different time periods. Yeah, so like there was this stuff during the Tenet years where we like went to alternate world yeah. and brought Cybermen back. Yeah. But besides that, we've generally stuck to our universe, but yeah. this season has been all about beings or people from alternate realities. Yeah. Um, including like we... We don't know where Dr. Ruth came from, but that possibility is still out there, and the Chiblin may be, like, misdirecting us. We don't know. Maybe. I I will say it's just, um, I think the lead-up to it could just be a little bit clearer. I think overall the storytelling this year could be a little bit clearer, because it's just kind of, I don't know, it's, you know, even with old school Doctor Who or just other sci-fi shows that I watch, I kind of know where they're going and I find a comfort in that, even if they uh, misdirect me somewhere else. Mm -hmm. But with Doctor Who, I just never know what's going to happen every episode and I find no comfort in that. Right now, <laughs> like, that, right now it absolutely yeah. feels that way. Like yeah. we, uh, like when you go back to older seasons, you knew like, okay, we're going somewhere with this, but yeah. I don't know where we're going no right now. I don't know if we're going towards a big timeless child reveal. I don't know if the the timeless child is going to be like a doctor that like the doctor splits into two, yeah. and that's why we have two of them running around. Um, or is that going to result in like another Time Lord that's just like out there yeah. in the universe? And like, there's some weird collection or like where it's like Clara, the Doctor's daughter, and now Doctor Ruth, just like all hanging out. Just um, running around. Speaking of Doctor Ruth, Ethan Nagai kind of has a, a thought that Chibnall was actually lying about Dr. Ruth not being an alternate universe doctor. Mm. And I agree because like, kind of like what we're talking about right now, I feel like there is a split somewhere mm-hmm. and that everything we're seeing, especially in this episode and just, you know, especially with Dr. Ruth, it's just kind of telling us and hinting that there is a split somewhere. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I, 
But that's the thing. Like his comments don't like he was. What he was trying to say is that she is the doctor. This is not a fake version or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And he was trying to submit that this is like a real doctor and this is somebody playing the doctor. Yeah. But I don't know how you're going to explain it without that. Now I, we did get a little snippet of the doctor's nightmare from this episode where where they mention the timeless child and we see a child child, uh, (laughs) very small Uh, I didn't catch much of their features did you guys see like what the child looked like they looked maybe like they're Asian yeah, and that's all I. Really that's thought. what I thought. Okay, like tanner skin too is what I caught. Yeah, because I was like, are we, is this going to be like, oh, this is like Doctor Ruth as a kid, and like we look real close. Well, it's, it also doesn't really matter because because they're time lords. So, and if we learned anything from River Song, they could like be, they could look like anything, any yeah. race, any you know. Gender, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. As children, well, and, it's just like if yeah. there was if Doctor Ruth was the one regeneration before William Hartnell. Somehow, yeah. and that's like we're just that's the thing that we have that they're gonna yeah. explain it away. It's like, is that your but it doesn't look like that's the that's it either. I don't know. We don't know. It's a rainy day in LA. Adrian's <laughs> like, <"Hey, laughs> <Dr>. who? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but so we have we do have these gods that came from outside the universe, and I'm wondering like if they're gonna be involved or their people. Uh, I thought it was an interesting choice to drop the like refer to some group of them as Eternals. Like, yeah, and Guardians. A big, there's a big movie co- like yeah. Guardians and Eternals. I'm like, guys, Marvel is and like doing. It. <laughs> also, speaking of Eternals, though, Dorothy Banks says the Eternals were around in the Fifth Doctor era too. Oh, okay, yeah, got it. Well, like, cool. That's like, yeah, that's a, so yeah. my brain didn't even go there. Yeah. I mean, it's too wrapped up in Marvel lore. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where my mind went. Too. <laughs> I should have googled that before we came in today, but did not have time. It but just yeah. aired here. It just aired. It's not. We're not. We're not watching on the England feed. We have to. We have to get the East Coast feed. Yeah. Like whatever means we can. Yeah. Um, but so as we go further through this episode, um, we did get. So I do want to talk about the the Yaz scene because I did think it was a very sweet. Like with I don't the, know with the cop with the cop. Like I. I wish we had spent a little more time earning it for yeah. Yaz, but the scene itself and like the the su- subsequent scene where she returns, I thought were very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. And I'm guessing that even though they didn't quite explain it, what I'm assuming is that when we see her the three years later, that it is way before she ever, you know, ended up with the doctor. And so that would explain why now she's older with the doctor than she was when we saw her going to give, I think it was the 50 Oh, no, that was modern day. Oh, see, because her hair was a little different. I like your idea because it fixes some continuity problems. But no, that was absolutely meant to be today because they say three years earlier to infer that it's like three years earlier from today. And what she's celebrating with her sister is the anniversary of Of that that moment. So it was three years ago that she ran away and met this cop. Yeah. And then... Uh, and the, the, I guess she's just like sitting on the highway, just like not knowing where to go. 
it implied, and maybe I'm crazy, that maybe she was suicidal. Like, I was like, are they implying that she was about to harm herself? See, I took it like she was just running away Mm -hmm. and that she probably, see, this is where I'm confused because if she was underage, then a cop could have come and taken her. I'm sure that the, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the laws are in England, but I'm sure that a cop could have shown up and said, hey, you're coming with me. So I'm thinking maybe this was college era and that they a cop was sent out of concern just to talk to her, which is what happened. I think yeah. you're right, Adrian. And But this is sort of the, it's been sort of the, like, some of the issues with this show this season mm-hmm. is like Chibnall has latched onto this idea that Doctor Who is a kid's show and not a family show. And so he's pulling back on, on all of these themes. And I think that it was supposed to be that she was suicidal yeah. and her sister was concerned and so she called the police because that's what you, you don't can call, call the, for self-harm yes you can call and they will come out if if they think that somebody's about to attempt self-harm yeah and I think that that's what this was sort of implying mm-hmm. without saying it I mm-hmm. wish they had said it a little bit more explicitly because I think that people who are dealing with that do need it a little bit more just like directly like look Yaz has suffered with suicidal thoughts yeah and there's nothing wrong with that we have we can accept that as a as a society and say we understand you feel that way but we want to help you let's get you talking to people and growing and learning and be healing and mm-hmm. there's no reason why kids shouldn't hear that message too yeah. especially because kids, are kids suicidal yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I hate to say yeah. it but it is true if and we're if we're reading it right and uh, and they pulled back on it. I'm, I'm disappointed. Yeah. And then there's like maybe we're just reading it wrong. And it was be. just it was just meant to be that she's just trying to run away from it all. But even Tebow, you know, when he has this, because I didn't really know that they were even trying to touch on depression until the very last 15 minutes. And I was like, oh, oh, you're talking about you. You spent the whole episode talking about fear, and now you're making it that Tebow Tebow's been a shut in, and that he's been kind of isolating himself and. Nightmares and depression are not the same thing. And, and yeah. my thing was, I agree with you completely. When he like locked himself in, mm. I was taking everything he was doing as being fear, paranoia, yeah. that these dreams had been scaring him, not depression. They could, I think, they should have handled it way differently yeah. if that's where they were headed. If, if that's what they were going to do, then <laughs> then he should have been staying up. Sorry, as someone who deals with depression and anxiety, I know when I get depressed. I'm up to yeah. like three o'clock in the morning. Sleep is <laughs> I'm a just hard being thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then sleeping in the day. So just kind of if if that's what you want to do, then like that's cool. Let's do it. Let's talk about depression. But if you really want to just mm, avoid it and be like, well, this is really an episode about fear. Jk, it's depression. That that's confusing. You and can just be clear. you can wear it on your sleeve. I mean, I'm literally wearing it on my jacket because I have an Eeyore pin on me right now. Mm-hmm. But um, but like they deal with it. Winnie the Pooh deals with it like right out in front of you. Doctor Who can do it too. Inside Out. Um, All about childhood depression. And like, so that stuff's all there. And like, there is sort of this clearly like a voice trying to deal with like what it's like to be, to feel like an outsider in this episode. Mm -hmm. Even the doctor dropped, and I did did appreciate this moment, even Mm -hmm. if it was a little bit like saying it and like telling not. telling not showing mm-hmm. uh, when the doctor like Graham's like trying to confide in the doctor and she's just like I uh, I'm very socially awkward yeah still and it's just like you can just be socially awkward you don't have to tell us yeah that. we know you're socially awkward <laughs> the doctor's always been socially awkward yeah every version of the doctor save maybe Tennant 
Uh, he had his moments. He had his moments, but, but he's overall, very charming. he's so charming. He's not yeah. socially awkward. And that's like, just David Tennant. Like, yeah, <laughs> David Tennant's just inherently a charming person. And so you're like, are you socially awkward? That's adorable. <laughs> like, Matt Smith is super socially awkward. Oh, God, His doctor so awkward. is just, yeah. like, the weirdest dude at a party. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> None of us do. Um, and even Capaldi is just, like, he's, like, this old excited guy. Mm-hmm. He was just like, yeah, let's do it. And then it's, everyone's like, no. And what? he'd always check in. He'd be like, was that, did I see something wrong? Was that weird? And people were like, yes. He's like, okay. Let's but do like it anyway. that's it. But yeah. like other than the, the the courage to ask somebody about it, yeah. that's what I'm thinking all the time. Yeah, was that interaction weird? <laughs> uh, um, but I I do like that they're at least like going there. So I yeah. want to see them push those things further. Like take what we're doing here mm. with Graham and Ryan and Yaz, where Gra- where Ryan is questioning whether they should stay. Yeah. Uh, so let's Yaz is like dealing with like realizing that she can be she can grow. Mm-hmm. Graham is dealing with the fear of cancer coming back and, like, what does he do with his remaining days because it could come at any moment. Yeah. And that's a scary thought. And Ryan, now that his friend is, like, we got to hang out more. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of wondering, like, maybe this isn't the right life for me. Yeah. And that's the big thing I want to ask you guys. And I want to get the chat's opinion in on this as well. Do you think that this is building towards them leaving the TARDIS at the end of the season. I do. That, to me, that was the biggest giveaway. Um, This conversation between Yaz and Ryan, like, it just tells me that if they're not leaving this season, then maybe the next. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they they wouldn't be talking about this if they weren't ready to go. Mm -hmm. And especially Ryan. I think that if maybe it'll just be him that Mm -hmm. leaves. I think it'll probably be, it seems like um, the whole point of them even going with the doctor was that they were kind of running away from their lives. You know, Grace mm-hmm. had just died, and it was really a way to distract from some of the, you know, I think more depressing aspects of their life at that time. Yeah. And so I think it will come down to them needing to to kind of reconcile with what, what life will be at home without the doctor or without the people that they had in their lives before they went with the doctor. So, yeah. I could see them leaving. I do know that, um, um, well, oh my God, jo- why I'm blanking on her name. The actress, jo- Jody jo- Whitaker? Jody Whitaker. I was like, Josie? What? <laughs> Jody Whitaker uh, has confirmed that she'll be back for season yes. 13. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, Jody Whitaker will be back for yeah. next season, but most doctors don't keep their companions for their entire run. In fact, not a single doctor has. Yeah. The longest a companion has stuck around would be Clara who got two and a half seasons. Was it two and a half? So would that which would be the same as Amy and Rory, who also got two and a half. Yeah. Um, so the chat, there's a lot of responses in here. Dorothy Banks says yes for one of them. Saul Perez, I wouldn't mind just staying with Graham and Yaz. Kristen Shvibert says Ryan will leave. And then Ethan Nagai says, I could see Ryan and Graham leaving together, especially because they're tied family-wise now. Yaz could stay longer, I think, given her story's going. Uh, given how our story's going, but I could see all of them leaving, and then, um, yeah, and then Dorothy, it's, it looks like she has a question, would Graham stay if Ryan left? I don't think he would. I don't think so either. I yeah. think if Ryan leaves, Graham is out. Yeah. Um, 
I think that the, of of any of them are going to stay. Yaz makes the most sense, mm-hmm. but I think what I would personally love to see mm-hmm. is all three of them leave because it's going to push the Doctor into mm-hmm. a darker emotional space that I think could lead to some really cool stuff yeah. drama wise. Yeah, I think it would be best if if they all left. I think when you have like hanger on companions for too long into new doctors and stuff it can be bad <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I would love to again it's also like I want to see Jodie Whittaker's doctor play a little bit more and yeah. part of that is playing with new companions it's yeah. like I thought Peter Capaldi's doctor really came to life when he got paired with Bill yeah because Bill was such a fun and unique character that played so well off of him Mm -hmm. and I want to see Jodie get that same chance to have a different set of people to play off of that was one of the best parts of Tennant is that he he went through I think probably the most companions of at least the new series he went through three yeah Companions, yeah, you know, and not including the specials where he just like had random companions. <laughs> so. They all do that here and there, yeah. but he had—he was especially just like you're going to be my companion now. And I mean, then, uh, he had a w- solid year of specials. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, but uh, speaking of other people, other I think people. it's time for us to ask who's who on who. All right, all right, all right. To quote the great Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> uh, let's go. Uh, who's who on who? First of all, I want to start off with I'm going to get his name. Right Wrong, because it's uh, tough for me. But Bom Bom Tingang, who played Tebow, uh, he's mainly known as a stage actor. I think he's relatively young, relatively new. But he's uh, was in Assassin's Creed Origins, the film Diana and I, and he appeared on the Death of a Salesman at Royal Court Theater. So he's doing well, doing his thing. Uh, then we have Claire Hope Ashete, who played. Zara, I suppose. Uh, she was. I was like, why do I recognize her? And I was like, oh yeah, Children of Men. Uh, she's the woman who yeah have a baby. The in Children of Men. Huh. Spoilers. Sorry, <laughs> it's been a decade. Um, she's also in Seven Seconds and Criminal UK. Guys, if you haven't seen Criminal UK, the first episode is with David Tennant, yeah. and it will shatter you. Um, and make you question your love for him. But he's great. Anyways. <laughs> and the last more week, than Jessica Jones? <laughs> uh, no, even worse. Uh, even worse than Jessica Jones. Ian Gelder, uh, who played Zelen. You probably were like, I know this guy. Where do I know this guy from? And I have a picture of him and Charles Dance in some play they did years ago. And then I have another picture of them in Game of Thrones, being evil Lannister family. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's mainly known for playing Kevin Lannister in Game of Thrones. He's also been in Torchwood. And he's been in an episode of His Dark Materials. Oh, I'm seeing that her name is Rakaya, that character. I don't Rakaya. know where I got Zara from. I was like, I didn't hear that, but Rakaya, yes. And then lastly, this episode probably reminded me most of season five, episode seven, um, Amy's Choice with Matt Smith's mm, Doctor, yeah. where Toby Jones came on to play the Dream Lord. It did play with that kind of idea of, of fears and your inner darkness. And it was a great episode, you guys, uh, if you want to go back and, and check out that, that oh, my God, nearly classic Who at this point. Ooh, so. That's crazy. Um, but... Yeah, I love that episode. That's yeah. a, I think it's a great episode, and uh, this all this episode also made me think of the God Complex, the, the Minotaur God episode. Oh yeah, um, because that was 
people dealing with their fears mm-hmm. and more like directly their fears yeah. where they are literally locked behind a door yeah. and you can open them and they reveal and that was scary that yeah. episode was scary I like the idea here of depression and fear like mm-hmm. depression being manifested and forced into your brain mm-hmm. it should have been scarier yeah and I think we anticipated that it was going to be a scary episode so for it to not quite pay off in that way it was kind of sad I mean even Dreamland was scary I mean those old people their mouths opened up and crap and like that crap was crazy Crazy. Yeah. Y'all remember that? <laughs> <laughs> um, or Dream, Dream Lord with Amy Schweitzer. Yeah. Um, and we're just like, what are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, and then twists. Yeah. And I don't want to spoil it if you guys haven't watched that episode. Because it. it's a good one. Um, all right. Do you guys have any other thoughts on Can You Hear Me? Okay. <laughs> Ignore me. Well, we've got three more episodes left of this season of Doctor Who. The final two being a two-parter. Yeah, 23rd and the 1st. So really we just have one more standalone episode, and then we have a two-parter to close it out. Fingers crossed that it's going to be a serialized canon. like. Well, the episodes are called The Ascension of the Cybermen and then The Timeless Children. Oh, Hell yes. They will definitely be keeping in line with... Oh, and I just saw uh, something about the the finale that uh, about a person who's going to be there. Uh, 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 Tell us after. Do we want to do we want to put up a spoiler wall to get people hyped? Sure. Uh, Yeah. All right. Spoiler wall for this, like, because this is public information because it's on IMDb. Um, but it says uh, Ruth. Uh, the identity of Ruth will be Ooh, revealed. revealed. Who messed up at BBC? <laughs> it also says that they are going to um, travel to Mondas. So we're going back to Mondas. Oh, oh, wait. Where's Mondas? Mondas is the the alternate Earth that the Cybermen first came from. Oh, right. Which we visited with Bill yeah. at the end of hers when we saw the early Cybermen again. Yeah. Uh, which is like, I remember being like, whoa, we're in Mars, this is crazy. And we're going back there like two years later. <laughs> oh, beware the lone Cyberman. Yeah. Mm. Oh, is Bill the lone Cyberman? Or Ruth? Ruth. Oh, no. Oh. Sorry. That's what I was thinking. There's my <laughs> prediction. <laughs> All right. Um, well, guys, I think that's going to do it for us here at AfterBuzz TV on the Doctor Who After Show. Thank you so much for geeking out with us tonight yeah. and just being with us for this whole season. We've yeah. got three more to do. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Be sure to follow my other podcasts if you want to get weird ships in the night for all your crazy cross-fandom shipping needs. Adrian. Uh, yes, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me on my improv show the first and third Mondays if you're LA local at the clubhouse called Church. And you can catch me if you're watching Showtime right now, probably on Kidding in the first like two minutes of the episode. So... And I'm Rachel Goodman. You can find me on Twitter at Rach Goodman or on my author Instagram account at Rachel Radner Author. If you like Stumptown or The Young and the Restless or it, next week, Outlander. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Outlander <laughs> yeah. and The Magicians as well. I uh, do those. <laughs> I'm on those shows. We're on Outlander together, but I'm, the other, I'm on the other shows as well. Um, and you can catch my articles on AfterBuzzTV.com. All right, guys. This has been the Doctor Who After Show. Allons-y. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. 
So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.